today, folks, on episode 17 of the Kaderna podcast. What we're going to address is the Garden State, okay, New Jersey, where I hail from, and the Sunshine State, Florida, okay, and in particular, the migration uh, going south. So you might be tuning in right now saying, hey, I'm, I'm in Texas, or I'm on the West Coast, should I keep listening? And please do, it's maybe even more important than you folks that are not right here on the East Coast to get this information, because there is such a migration going south, and I think we need to really understand that because that's affecting economies as a whole and the way that these states are kind of playing together. And now with the ease of mobility, whether it be for work or just you know physically moving your home, uh, it's, it's, I think, more uh, important now than ever for states to realize that they really need to entice their residents and their businesses to stay or it could have very long-lasting negative effects. So I was just at a conference last week at the Breakers uh, down in Palm Beach, Florida, and quickly fell back in love with uh, everything that, that the Sunshine State has to offer, as so many other tourists do. And it was funny because just as I had returned, literally the day that I got back from the Breakers, I saw all over the news that our president, Donald Trump, is now actually moving his residence from New York down to Florida, okay, because he has that place Mar-a-Lago also in Palm Beach. And uh, a lot of people are kind of saying, you know, why is he doing that? You know, is that a political move? All the hearing what the governor of New York and the, the mayor of New York City are saying. Um, well, let's take a look at it again from an economic standpoint, and then we'll also factor in some of those intangibles and see what is this case study mean and what effect is it going to have on the rest of the country? Okay, as states are constantly vying to keep their residents, their population, and their businesses happy. So let's take a, a good comparison of Jersey and Florida, the state finances, and the impact that it's having, particularly on citizens' retirement location. All right, so New Jersey, I hate to say this, being a resident here, has become a bit of a case study for financial disaster. And I'm not trying to be cynical, but if you look at the state's balance sheet and budget, you're probably going to come to a similar conclusion. All right, so it might seem like it's kind of the same old story, but I think we're actually in the first chapter uh, of this novel as we're just beginning to see all of these baby boomers retire and contemplate if I do want to retire and you know I'm looking at what my budget's going to look like in those retirement years, where should I stay? Where should I be living? And more and more of these folks are certainly giving uh, consideration to moving out of state. And I think even in New York and some other areas might have a similar experience. Okay, as a, again, a CFP to a lot of these retirees, I can attest to that discussion of uh, New Jersey evacuation in most every retirement plan. Okay, so each client is going to have his or her own reason uh, for fleeing the state. And the destinations vary. It's not always just Florida, but I think that gives us, again, the best uh, kind of starting point. So, you know, of all those states, they certainly have kind of surpassed the rest in welcoming these northern refugees, and so much so that they, of course, called it God's Waiting Room. All right, a great nickname for them. So let's begin this uh, conversation by examining the two most common financial reasons for the exodus 
from Jersey. Number one, what you'll hear a lot about is income taxes. Okay, Florida has none. Florida does not have income taxes. New Jersey can peak at an 11.8% income tax for its wealthiest residents. All right, the income tax in New Jersey led to over $15.2 billion of revenue to the state of New Jersey in 2018. So here we are, we have over $15 billion of extra revenue, whereas Florida literally has none, no income revenue, no income tax revenue. So that's obviously maybe the biggest reason. The second one right there with it, depending on who you're talking to, is going to be property taxes. Okay, that's a, a, something you hear a lot of New Jerseyans gripe about. So in Florida, Florida taxes on average 0.97% of a property's assessed value. Whereas New Jersey taxes about 1.89% of the assessed value, uh, making it the worst in the nation. Okay, you just look at quick math, uh, we're, that's almost twice the amount of property taxes per dollar of value going from uh, Florida to New Jersey. All right, then you combine that also with the fact that they're just much cheaper homes down in Florida, and that can create an instant savings uh, to anyone that wants to move down there. So now you're probably saying to yourself, all right, well, where does Florida get the money for such nice things? You know, I was just down there, the, the streets are beautiful, the roads, the bridges, everything's in good shape. You know, you go to the beach, they got beautiful beaches. You don't have to buy a beach badge like you usually do have to up here in Jersey. There might not be any cost to park, or it might be nominal, where sometimes the beaches here in Jersey, especially by me, Asbury Park, parking can get very expensive. Um, so where are they getting the money to keep everything in such good shape and attract all these tourists? Well, 59% of the state general revenue of Florida comes from a sales tax. All right, 59%, that's the leader. 13% of the revenue comes from the lottery, another 5% from corporate tax, and less than 30% from various other uh, sources. So Florida's sales tax is 6%, and then there's an additional city tax in some areas that can get you up to about 8.5%. Uh, granted, a lot of items will be exempt from that, you know, such as groceries. So we're seeing sales tax is kind of the big culprit there for Florida. However, they're at 6%. Now, New Jersey, even though we have this big income tax and these nation-leading uh, high property taxes that hog all that negative limelight, New Jersey also has its own flat sales tax, which is even higher than Florida at 6.625%. So if it's enough for Florida, then why not Jersey? You know, again, let's kind of take a look at where all this money's flowing. So the Sunshine State, Florida, has a population of 20.6 million uh, versus New Jersey with 8.9 million residents. All right, so that's kind of begging the question, are Floridians maybe just less expensive to support? Uh, or are they operating with economies of scale versus you know, a much smaller congested state here in the Northeast? Or does the Garden State, you know, not to write us off, are we offering an array of better services, you know, for our residents to kind of take advantage of, um, such as we don't have to pump our own gas, all right? I can sit in my car while you guys down in Florida have to get out and pump your gas. All right, I don't know how much value that brings, but it's something to note. And then let's take a closer look now at, at education, all right? One of the hallmarks of where tax revenue, of course, goes. So Florida allocates about 28% of their budget to education spending about $7,408 per pupil. 
that's well below the national average of $11,762 per pupil. And even further below New Jersey, in which we spend about $18,235 uh, per student. Okay, so they're putting less money towards their uh, education in that regard. Teachers in Florida are averaging about a $47,267 salary. All right, that's 54% higher than their state's median income. So you might say 47 grand for a teacher doesn't sound like a lot if we're up north, but again, that's more than uh, half of the state's median income. Now here in New Jersey, the average teacher salary is $76,430, about 46% over the median income. All right, so nevertheless, Florida is ranked seventh overall in education and first in higher education by US News. And New Jersey is at second and 28th in higher education, respectively. Okay, so in primary education, New Jersey is second versus Florida's seventh. And we're 28th in higher education where Florida is actually number one. All right, so be that as it may, that's the scoop on education. Now, if we look at law enforcement, again, another uh, kind of, I don't want to say another drain, but another large expense, we'll call it, for, uh, for a state. So a cop in Florida can typically expect a $49,085 uh, average salary, right, just over forty nine grand. Whereas in New Jersey, that figure on average is $87,490. Okay. Now, we're paying our police officers, obviously, way more. However, New Jersey ranks fourth in public safety, whereas Florida is down at 35, all right, which means that uh, New Jersey should be a much safer state than Florida. All right, another uh, reason for um, you know, where all this tax revenue is kind of funneling towards, let's look at our government workers' pension and post-retirement benefits. Okay, a huge expense here. Florida has $20.2 billion of unfunded liabilities in this category. Now that may sound like a lot, $20.2 billion of unfunded liabilities for pension and retiree benefits to their government employees. That pales in comparison to New Jersey, which has over $150 billion of a deficit, four times the state's budget. So in 2001, New Jersey's public union successfully lobbied the legislature for a 9% pension increase and a reduction of employee pension contributions from what was suggested at 5.5% down to 3.5% of the employee's salary. All right, and ability to retire five years earlier at full pension. Okay, So that was something, again, done back in 2001, but huge expense to that and then at the same token looking to contribute less towards that pot so florida also does not have a prevailing wage law like new jersey does um, which again can cost a, a lot of new jersey companies and new jersey um, projects to cost quite a bit more so consideration of these statistics and and much more has led truth in accounting all right which uh, they do studies on, on all the 50 states and how they're actually performing so Truth in Accounting ranked Florida with a C for fiscal responsibility with $11.6 billion of debt versus New Jersey, which was graded in F, provoked by $195.5 billion of debt. All right, so as we can see, you know, Florida might be right for some, while New Jersey perhaps for others. All right, some economists will posit that Florida hinders the poor 
by uh, leaning on, on a sales tax, which is traditionally a regressive tax, in which the poorest 20% pay 12.9% of their total income to state and local taxes, while the top 1% pay only 1.9% of their income to those state and local taxes, okay? And it bolsters the rich by being one of only seven states without a progressive income tax, also not having an estate or an inheritance tax. So certainly catering to the, uh, the wealthier down there in Florida, but many would argue that a lot of the people that wanna move down there are those that are in the middle class or even lower, just simply because there's an overall lower cost of living. So it doesn't take an economist to realize that retiring in, uh, on a lofty New Jersey state pension to a tax climate like Florida could make a lot of sense, especially if primary education is not a major concern. Right? So unless there's an upheaval of the system, I project that you know, more government workers will strive to make their fortune in the garden state, send their kids away for college, okay, and then eventually reap all their rewards down in the sunshine state or another similar uh, economic climate like that. So just a quick word of caution as well. The cost of providing health care to one person over the age of 65 is three to five times higher than someone under the age of 65. So if we consider that this is Florida's fastest growing segment of their population, does their plan for uh, senior citizen absorption have a staying power? Or could that possibly lead to uh, some other issues with all those healthcare expenses that'll be involved? Okay, so certainly a lot of information there to digest. However, what I do want to uh, make certain of is as people are leaving from the New Jersey to the Sunshine State, this is something that all states have a similar uh, conundrum that they have to think of every day. How are we going to keep our residents happy? All right. Or if they're going to another state, how can we compete with that? In New Jersey, of course, we're seeing high costs to stay here via those property taxes and those income taxes. What's the argument? You all were a pretty safe state, you know, you know, kind of nationally speaking. And we also have pretty good education at the primary level, okay? Which is why I think a lot of people will stay here and say we've got proximity to, you know, New York City and Manhattan, the financial district, to the ports. There's great economy here. There's a lot of jobs to be had, all right? And there's also high paying jobs that can be attained but once we're past those peak earning years or the raising the family, what allure does New Jersey or New York, you know, kind of the Northeast have to us? Whereas we look down to, you know, the Carolinas, Florida, et cetera, much lower cost of living as well as a better tax climate. But what services are we getting? Is it possibly a more dangerous state? Um, or is it something that's maybe not the best opportunity to raise our kids because of education? So all of these factors play into the decision of where to grow up, where to live, where to work, and then eventually where to retire. Um, but please, you know, keep this in mind when you go to the booth to vote, uh, as you start to speak with your local politicians or up to the state level. Again, that all those, those tax dollars are going somewhere and you just want to understand thoroughly where they're going and do those benefits apply to you? Um, while we're not so able to just leave America or leave the country if there's things we don't agree with, it has become much easier to move from state to state 
if there's something that we're uh, not satisfied with in our current hometown. And what's one little thing that I would be remiss if I did not bring up to give Florida credit for, and that would be the happiest place on earth. Okay, so yes, New Jersey does have the Jersey Shore, uh, particularly in the summer months. It can drive a lot of folks from the Northeast uh, to this area. That you know certainly brings in tax revenue to the state. However, 12 months of the year, Florida has a place called Disney World, as well as its neighbor, Universal Studios. And people from all corners of the globe flock there at any given time to go see Mickey Mouse or to ride the roller coasters over at Universal. And you could rest assured that that generates gigantic revenue, not just for those companies, but huge streams of tax revenue to the state of Florida. So that certainly gives them a small boost in that respect, and we cannot overlook that either. So thank you very much, guys, for tuning in to the Kaderna podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kaderna. This was a quick little episode here. Uh, Get to know where you're living. Get to know the pros and cons. And hopefully that'll guide you in the future as far as where you want to stay geography-wise. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week. As a footnote to today's podcast, I would like to credit a few sources from which this information was derived. The information in respect to income taxes and property taxes is thank you to NewJersey.com and the Florida Policy Institute, respectively. Information or statistics relevant to education was garnered from USNews.com, the best state's rankings for education. Information regarding law enforcement and average salaries came from CareerExplorer.com. And information regarding government workers' pension and retiree benefits stemmed from USNews.com, best states rankings. Lastly, as far as the Truth and Accounting Awards, or uh, I should say grades that were awarded, that was derived from truthandaccounting.org. Thank you to all of these sources. Any misquotation or inaccurate information is directly my responsibility as the author. Thank you. The Caderna podcast is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary, and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guardian and its subsidiaries do not provide tax, legal, social security, student loan, mortgage, or real estate advice. Listeners should contact their own tax, accounting, or legal advisors or the social security department in this matter. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Brian Caderna is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PATS, 300 Broadacres Drive, Suite 175, Bloomfield, New Jersey, 07003. Securities, product services, and advisory services are offered through PATS, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, 973-244-4420. Financial representative, the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PASS is an indirect, wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. Caderna Financial Team and International Planning Alliance, LLC, are not affiliates or subsidiaries of PASS or Guardian. Caderna Financial Team is a division of International Planning Alliance, LLC, the general agency of Guardian. PASS is a member of FINRA, SIPC, California Insurance License Number, OK04194. Content of the Caderna Podcast is copyrighted Brian and Caderna, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the content in any form is prohibited without prior permission from the Caderna Podcast. The views and opinions expressed herein may not be those of Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. Guardian does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of of the information or opinions presented herein. Any third-party materials referenced cannot be endorsed or verified by Guardian and are used as the opinion of the author. Guardian, its subsidiaries, or affiliates do not provide or issue or advise for mortgages. This material contains the current opinions of the author, but not necessarily those of Guardian or its subsidiaries, and such opinions are subject to change without notice.